Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, welcome to another episode of Closing the Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Tyrone French. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And if you value this content, uh, I'd like for you to go to closingthewealthgap.net, hit that follow button. And we definitely appreciate it. Also, if you're interested in our wealth club, just go to tyronefrench.coach. Uh, there's a lot of content in there. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of free content on there. You can get a world-class uh, financial plan that you can put together uh, in about five minutes from a company that I use called Saveology. You probably never heard of Saveology, uh, but I can guarantee you pretty soon it's going to be a household name as far as people getting themselves together financially. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in my my announcer and good friend, Mr. Paul Roberts. Paul, how you doing, buddy? Oh, uh, you got me sick last time. I was so sick after the show because you just you got my head spinning. You got me worried about the future. And then I come down with a cold this week. So I'm blaming oh, you. Man. I'm blaming you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, I'll take the blame because the last the last episode, it was pretty heavy. You yeah. know, and we talked about some things that are coming. And the, the analogy that I want to use that I want people to understand is that we're on the we're on the road to the golden age. You know, you have the ice age. Yeah. You know, so and I know you're a historian. Uh, we have different ages. Even the Bible talks about different ages. Yeah. Well, we're on the road to the golden age. I like, I believe I like that because uh, too many of us fear we're on the road to Armageddon. We're on the road to ruin and destruction and uh, falling apart. And that's the common theme that runs through the media, left, right, and center. You know, our better days are behind us. But that's just it. Even even when people look, read the Bible and they, they think that these are end of days, even the Bible doesn't say these are end of days. This is it's the ends of an age. Yeah, right. It's the end of the age. It's not the end of the world. There's, there's going to be, even the Bible says that there's going to be a new heaven and new earth. And it talks about a mentality, a mindset. So again, we go from age to age to age. So we went to an age of fiat currency where our, our money was backed by nothing. It used to be a time it was backed by, gro by gold, yeah. something physical, something tangible. Right. And then we, we went off that standard and they took the feathers off the printing press and they started printing money into infinity. And it's, it's gotten to the point right now where people are starting to lose faith in the currency. And that was, again, it was all by design, Paul. That's what uh, upsets me because I can't, I, I think that it's an unintended consequence. Well, we need to pay for the Vietnam War or whatever else we need. We need deficit spending so we can't have enough gold on hand to print this much money. Let's get off the gold standard. We'll just print money all day long. And it's backed by the U.S. government. It's good. People, it's no problem. And then all of a sudden it went from, you know, a trillion dollars under Ronald Reagan and, or whatever it was. And then it's 5 trillion and 10 trillion and 20 trillion, whatever it is now, $30 trillion. This debt just keeps. Well, let me tell you though, let me, let me, uh, Ronald Reagan commissioned, it's called the gold commission. Mm -hmm. uh, it was formed in uh, 1981, 82 by the Reagan administration. And what they did was they did a study based on uh, what will happen what will happen as far as uh, what are the conditions that we need to that need to be in place in order for people to start losing faith in the reserve currency for us to go back onto the gold standard? And like I said, there were two reports. There was a minority, a majority report and a minority report. 
And there was it was Congressman Ron Paul that headed up the minority report, which was saying, hey, look, at right now, just do nothing and just continue to print money because eventually that's what's going to get us back onto the gold standard. And in my in my humble opinion, I just I see the writing on the wall because you cannot stabilize prices with fiat currency. We call it inflation, but you can't. It's impossible to stabilize prices using a fiat currency. The only way that you can do that is by having something tangible, which is gold and silver. And you always use that term fiat like everybody does in the in the world that you're in. Fiat just is a Latin word. I study Latin. I'm a good Irish Catholic. It just means made up. This means made fiat. Yes. Uh, 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 a fiat uh, is something that's made, done. That's it. So it's just, it means somebody manufactured this currency. It wasn't, it, 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 they could call it anything. We could be trading chicken bones, whatever it is, whatever they decide. This is the, this is the mean, medium of exchange. You said something, you made me read all this stuff before the show here today. One of which is an article, Janet Yellen, first treasury secretary, I believe ever to a female treasury secretary is going to sign her name on what I would call money, but she even called it currency. Yeah. She called it currency. And they, in the article that I sent you, they specifically call the money or the currency, the dial, the bills, bank ba- notes, bank notes, a note. Here's a little note, like a promissory note. Take this. Yes. If you ever want it back, I'll I'll redeem it for you. It's just an IOU. It's an IOU for debt. That's not and what I was dollar, brought up. Every dollar in circulation is an IOU for debt that's earning interest. <laughs> and if now wrap, wrap that around your 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 brain yeah, for a second. And, and if and maybe it's the the cold medicines I'm on, but that just makes me foggier here. So that means the federal government is writing IOUs all over the world to us, to the other companies, other countries, and everything else here. Eventually, don't those IOUs come due? Don't, uh, isn't there some point? Which is what happened in the digital currency world. Uh, we had the collapse of uh, FTX, which was a big exchange, kind of like a bank, where you could go, not really a bank, but you could hold your stuff there, or you could an exchange where you could buy and trade uh, digital currencies which were very difficult to buy and trade. It's a, it's a little series of algorithms that you got to put on a disc and you can't lose that disc or you've lost the currency, just like losing the piece of paper. So they made it easier to trade this stuff. And what it did is apparently everybody's trying to sort this thing out. When you gave the money here, I want to put my digital currency in it. They didn't put it in the bank, their bank. They started gambling with it. They started uh, speculating with it and they lost a lot of it. They're and not the, doing. They didn't do anything differently than than the bank, uh, than the pen, uh, look at corporations and pension funds. But they, Corpor- but they didn't have any regulations, or they didn't have to re- keep a certain reserve around because they're unregulated. So they gambled it all, and they lost a lot of it. And then on top of it, on top of this whole thing, um, somebody came forward. I think one of their competitors and said, "I don't trust this. They've got the money anymore," and it started a run on the bank. And in fact, everybody wanted their money back. And that's when they came forward and said, we haven't got it all. Sorry. I know you all thought we were holding it for you, but we were gambling it. We were re- we were loaning it out. We were doing things just like banks do. And we didn't have a reserve on hand and we can't back it up. And so all that's gone and everybody's pissed off and mad. And I lost all my money and my digital currency. 
it it's this funny money situation. We it, as long as we think it's sound, we feel safe. Federal government's behind it. The banks got it. FTX had it. Good. I'm safe. But when we find out what they're doing with it, or that it is not all sitting in a little vault with our name on it, whole world panics. And you're talking about physical assets. Going back to the if idea of holding If everybody decided to take all of their money out of the bank today, uh, the banking system would collapse. Yes, as it did in the 20s. Right. Everybody ran to the bank, started these bank runs. And so my, my point is, again, these cycles happen over and over and over again. It's just people tend to forget. Well, like the they 20s, they, they, was a they long weren't time alive ago. during that time. Right. Or maybe they, they you know, they heard about the they, they're Let's say they're a historian or something. They study history. They, they study trends and they see the patterns. Uh, but nine times out of 10, most people do not. They're not historians. They're not studying, uh, you know, finance. It's and so the cycle repeats itself over and over and over again. Let me give you real quickly one interesting story. I live in Orange County. A lot of uh, Vietnamese in Orange County. I've done business with some of them through the years. And one of them told me this story. We we were middle class, upper middle class. My dad was a doctor, lawyer. Communists came in, took everything, seized the banks, drove us into the fields. And the only way we got out, we took everything, our house, our money, everything here. We had gold hidden. And we used the gold to bribe the guards, to get across the border, to get to America. Without that gold, we'd still be there dying, struggling. Gold, something tangible was what got them out. Exactly. And, and to this day, I'm told in the Vietnamese community, most of them just bury gold in their backyard or in their mattress or whatever. They still don't trust the bank. Yeah, you, uh, the banks were supposed to be safe in South Vietnam and Cambodia and all this stuff. They weren't safe back then. Now, I'm not trying to sow down on the banks. My wife worked for a bank for many years. I got my money in a bank. You know, we've got all sorts of banking rules and regulations and stuff. So we don't have this kind of scares anymore. No, we're here. not, we're not, we're not bashing the banks. We're just, we're just letting people know exactly. Uh, these are the rules that you're playing with. And the, I mean, this is how everything is set up. And so I'll give you another example. Let's say uh, you took a dollar and buried it uh, in your backyard in uh, 1966 and you took a, a, a one-ounce gold coin, a one-ounce silver coin, and you buried it in your backyard in 1966, and you decide to pull it out today, well, that dollar uh, would not be worth what it was in 1966. It wouldn't have the same buying power, but that one-ounce silver coin would have maintained its purchasing power. And see, that's that's the reality. Yeah, you gave an analogy of somebody burying gold and having, you know, having that tangible asset, but it's the same analogy as somebody sticking their money in the mattress and leaving it there for 20 or 30 years. Right. Well, that money was being, even though you thought it was safe, it was being confiscated by, with, by the virtue of you just putting it in the mattress it versus having those same dollars, uh, fiat dollars that you exchanged, exchanged for something tangible uh, sitting in. Uh, we call it sound money. I call it sound money based on, and sound money is nothing but a term for gold and silver. And you put it in something sound, something tangible. And 20 years later, uh, it still maintained its purchasing power. Right. So you call it the golden age. We're here to talk about how you got me scared. You got me thinking maybe I should have some gold and silver, uh, but you made me watch a video. We're going to put reference it in the thing here. And I, I laugh because that would be me probably. Where a guy what, I want, what I want people to do is go to soundmoney.biz. 
Okay. Soundmoney.biz. That's B-I-Z. And it's a video on there. And basically it it gives an analogy of this guy. uh, He has his gold coin or gold, uh, uh, a silver bar, 10 ounce bar of silver and a Hershey's chocolate bar. And he gave people the, the choice, which one would you want? Which one do you want? Do you want the chocolate bar or do you want the silver bar? And most people, to my dismay, when I first saw that video, they chose the, the chocolate bar. Because one guy says, I can eat it. I can do it. And, and the guy, when he hands him the chocolate bar, he says, yeah, why would you want a silver bar? And the guy says, exactly. What am I going to do with that? And same same video, same scenario, had a uh, a, a one-ounce gold coin. Yeah. And he was going to give the coin away for face value. He's asking $25 for it. Right. But, what the, uh, but when he was trying to give that coin away for $25, which nobody would take, uh, the same day he went to a coin dealer and traded that coin in for around $1,600. He was only asking for $25. So again, I want you guys to check out that video. Just go to sound, sound, uh, soundmoney.biz. It's only a couple minutes long, but I guarantee you it'll blow your mind. Mind-blowing. Blew my mind. So I wonder, you say the gold age, we're entering the golden age. You don't mean that just like a a, a wonderful period where everybody <laughs> prospers. It really is gold. We're going to have to get back to tangible assets, sound money, real stuff. Is it just gold and silver or will we be trading nickel and palladium and titanium? No, no. What the, the thing is, you want something. It, it, it's going to be gold and silver because you want something that's predictable. You want something that's steady. See, the only way, and we're talking about inflation, that solves that problem. The only way that you can stabilize those prices is by going back to sound money, which is gold and silver. That's the, that's the why. What, uh, what, what we want to address today is the how. Yes, exactly. How do you get this done? How do you make it happen? Because as those videos show, and I'm no different, if you handed me the gold coin, I would say, what the heck am I going to do with that? If you handle me the silver bar, whatever it's worth, do I stick it in my pocket? Do I stick it in a safety deposit box? Do I stick it in my drawer? How do I exchange it someday? How do I get my money back out of it other than going to a coin shop somewhere? And I don't know where there is a coin shop around. Well, people want, I mean, again, you can just, you can Google in your area as far as coin, coin dealerships and they'll pop up all over the place. And in my opinion, those are the new banks. Those are the banks of the 21st century because you, again, you can literally walk into a, a, a coin dealership uh, with your precious metals. And matter of fact, I'll give you an example. I was in there uh, uh, purchasing some uh, uh, some some capsules for some of my coins. I wanted to encapsulate encapsulate my coins. Right. And again, there was a gentleman in there, uh, Korean descent, and he had a ton of silver. Just and they were in there just counting, and it got it got my attention because you know not only did he have, he had bars, he had coins, and at the end of that process. You know, they asked him two questions. Do you want cash or do you want a check? And he took the cash. Wow. So I'm not, maybe he had a deal. I don't know. I didn't know the gentleman. I didn't, maybe he had a deal going on or whatever it was, but he had the reserve to get, to get the cash to take advantage of that opportunity that, that was probably presented to him. So and again, I don't, that's why I referenced these, these Bitcoin dealers as, uh, as banks of the 21st century, that a lot of people don't know that that that's a resource that's out there. Are you talking about Bitcoin? You said Bitcoin, or are you talking about coin dealers? No, coin dealers. Yeah, say yeah. coin dealers. Right. 
Yeah, just, just, just you can Google coin dealer uh, in your area and, and they'll pop up. So today's topic in the time remaining is how do I own gold and silver? And I'll give you three choices. Do I go buy a bar and then I'm afraid I'm going to lose it? So I'm just going to steal it. Or do I buy it in coin value? Now it has some maybe um, collectible value to it too. Or do I buy certificates, uh, shares, other sorts of, all sorts of other crazy well, we, things what, I've what, seen through, what, through the years? Again, and th- this is this is my belief and my opinion. What you want to do is stay away from the certificates. And th- again, this is just, this is my opinion as far as what I do. Because again, if I'm getting away from fiat currency, if I'm getting away from paper, then why would I turn around and invest in certificates where they can do the same thing, sell more certificates than, than the actual physical goal that they have, you know, uh, to back those certificates. So what I do is I I use a membership and with my membership, I have a wallet. It's called a sound money wallet. Mm -hmm. And all I have to do is just transfer money from my financial institution uh, to my dealer. And case in point, I also have a precious metal IRA. And I use the same dealer. I use the same dealer to buy my precious metals for my IRA. And why is that important, Paul? Because a lot of people have IRAs. Yeah. You know, they have IRAs. But, but again, they're investing. They're, they're using uh, a fiat currency for their IRAs. And so, yeah, you're getting a certain return on your money, but you're also uh, being charged a fee for that. But also there's a hidden tax just based on inflation because the money is not going to buy as much. And you're talking about holding this money for 10, 20, 30 years. What I, to solve that problem, I just decided to use a precious metals IRA. And so I buy my metals. Uh, my metals are stored. I don't, I don't, because it began with an IRA. Uh, I don't take ownership of, of, that, of those metals. But let me tell you what the caveat is. I can literally use my precious metals IRA as a bank because I can loan money to individuals and non-qualified individuals from my IRA. And I can set the interest rate on on that loan with a promissory note. All right. We're going to jump into that one in a second here, but I just want to make sure I understand. So somewhere there is a vault, there is a place somewhere in this country with your gold in it and you're using fiat currency uh, bank notes that you've collected from people through the years and you take those bank notes and you turn them into hard cash. Hard That's what I do. Assets. That's what I do. And and let me tell you about my system that, that I use. Uh, it's online. And so I can, I have different uh, accounts within my network to whereas I have a, a cash account. I have an account for silver and I have account for gold. And I also just based on the account that I have, imagine that you you have uh, friends and family that's interested in doing this uh, on that same platform. I can literally transfer money, cash or precious metals to my family member or anybody that's connected with me on my network with the click of a mouse. So put a, a little gold coin in today for Paul and I'll just go find it here. No, I just <laughs> I. Th- this sounds so simple. I don't know why I don't get it. Maybe because, again, I'm a little foggy today here because of my cold. I just struggle. I'm like everybody in those videos that you, you showed me. If you walked up with a Hershey bar or a bar of gold, 
I'd probably take the Hershey bar because I wouldn't know what to do with the bar of gold. I wouldn't know what it's worth. I wouldn't know how to right. cash it in. I wouldn't know where to store it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do with it. I don't know anybody that owns a bar of gold. You're the only guy I know in the world that owns a bar of gold. None of my family friends own bars of gold anywhere. So I don't have that experience for now. I will say this within the Vietnamese and Asian and Korean and Chinese community. I don't know why, I guess because they've suffered through, uh, economic collapses in these countries. They've suffered through corrupt governments. They only trust gold and silver. Um, well, again, let me, and again, me add something to what you said, cause you, you, you get, you put a question to me and, and then I kind of started talking about something else. Uh, but my preferred way of, of, of purchasing precious metals, are through coins. And I like uh, American Eagles. And the reason being is because they're backed by the United States government uh -huh. and the weight is determined by the United States government and is solidified by the government. So when a dealer receives one of those American Eagles, uh, again, it's as good as gold. Good as gold. And that so whole it's phrase. not even question. We used to have that phrase, good as gold, from the Old West. Oh, that's as good. They bite the gold. That one, I'll take that one. I don't know about all these other banknotes. Yes. So a lot of times if you're buying bars, uh, sometimes the bar could be suspect because uh, the top of it could be silver, uh, but the core could be, you know, could be something else. Yeah, you don't know. And you don't know. So what they'll do is, and you take it to a dealer, and what they'll do is they'll drill a hole into it, you know, oh. to see, to, to check the purity uh, to make sure that it's solid all the way through. Now, so with coins, again, if you got a bar, uh, you can't divide that bar up. Oh. But what I like about uh, coins, it's no, it's like it's no different from a dollar. Meaning that you can buy. Let's say if you can't afford to buy an ounce of of gold, right? You can always buy a tenth of an ounce of gold. So my point is, you can have one ounce of gold, or you can have 10 tenths of an ounce of gold, which is divisible. So now instead of, let's say if, if you get to the point where you need something where it's a half, it's going to cost you a half an ounce of gold, but you only got a one ounce coin. Um, just like saying you want to trade something back in the, uh, the 1800s or the 1700s and you have a bushel of hay and they got a cow. Right. Well, you know, you, you can trade the bushel of hay for the cow. Somebody's going to lose out. Yeah, because there's no so, established rate of exchange. Well, how many cows do you get for a bushel of hay? I don't know. How many you want? Well, it was a barter system. And, you know, it used to be a time when salt was traded yeah. as currency. Um, you know, shells were traded as currency. Yeah, American Indians. So, yeah. so with, with precious metals, again, um, it, it's fungible. And what I mean by that, uh, a one-ounce coin is a one-ounce coin. Right. A tenth of an ounce coin is a tenth of, tenth of an ounce coin that can be traded. Now, let me but ask again, it's divisible because again, you can divide that one ounce, uh, uh with that one ounce coin and, into tenths of an ounce or and half an ounce or a quarter of an ounce, a quarter of an ounce. So let me ask you about a coin. People have told me coins, not just because they're divisible and smaller quantities, but the coin itself has a certain collectible value to it. That yes. coin, uh, so you got three values to it. You, the government that printed that coin said you can always bring it back in for whatever it is, it's silver dollar or something. Uh, it has, if you just want to give me a dollar for that silver, I'll give it back to you. Um, now it's clearly worth more than that because it's a silver content. So right. That's when we run the gold standard. Yes. Um, but it does have an intrinsic value backed by the government. It does have gold or silver in it. 
that has a certain metal value to it that's worth a heck of a lot more than the coin is. And it may be collectible if it's a, a uncirculated or proof or something. That might have, it has three different values that go up and down. The coin, uh, the intrinsic value stamped on the coin by the government, the metal, value of the metal inside, and the value of that rare coin that there's only so many of them made and people like to collect them. So you would be shocked by people that uh, will clean out their garage or cleaning out their attic and they found some coins yeah. that were dated like maybe 1924, 1934, 1954. Let's say they bought, they, they found a, uh, a Kennedy head yeah. uh, that was dated 1964. And they had 10 of these Kennedy heads and they went to the grocery store and they used them for face value. Well, they lost out because that 1964 Kennedy head will sell for the price based on if you took it to a coin dealership, uh, they're going to give you the going rate of what that what the, the the metal content is in that coin. Exactly. And if you take it to a collector, they're going to give you they're going to they're going to bid that coin based on because see here's the thing you may have a, a specific coin. And this coin may not have a, a specific value to you, but for somebody else, that's the coin that they need to complete their collection. Or it's something <laughs> rare. It didn't have the mint mark on it. And you don't know that you've got one of the rare coins. There's only a handful of these mistakes. So it's worth more than the dollar. Right. It's worth right. more than the or, gold. Or you didn't know that, you know, you looked at the coin and you saw that there was a mistake on it. Uh, you know, there was a, it, it was, it was, the die was cast twice. Right. Double and so it showed a mistake on the coin and you thought, well, this coin can't be valuable because there's a mistake on it. When no, because the mistake is on the coin, it makes it more valuable. Exactly. And that's what I love about uh, Miles, Miles Stanish, because he's a, he's an expert based on uh, coin collecting. And that's, again, he's a part of my network. Right. Uh, I love reading his book about the American silver Eagle. I mean, he's just, so I, it's, it's a fascinating feel for me when you do your research and you realize that, you know, sometimes a penny is not just a penny. No, A penny can be worth, you know, $10 or $20 or in some instances, you know, $10,000. Yeah. All right. So you buy this. So that, but the question of the day is how do I buy this? So I don't know where to go buy gold. I guess I go to a coin shop. I don't know where to hold the gold. Do I put it in a safety deposit box at the bank? Do I put well, it on again, my that, that's, that's why I told you I have, for, I solved that problem because let's say if you're, you're collecting precious metals, just in case of some type of calamity, something would have happened. Uh, Currency's not worth anything. COVID, I only want gold. Yeah. And right. you put your money in a safe deposit box. You put you, you put those coins in a safe deposit box. You're not going to have access to them. Oh, cause the bank's closed. Bank's closed. <laughs> the bank is closed. All right. So uh, there. So are, I, the I, way I solve that problem is by my dealer. I, I use a dealer called Seven K Metals. I was going to say if we can give a shout out to them, yeah. I'm sure there's others out. Seven K Metals. I've been with them for years. I trust them. Um, I receive a collectible coin from them every single month. I keep that in my inventory. Um, there's a there's an online uh, uh, company that I can you can stack coins or you can you can list that coin online and there's somebody there that's willing to purchase it or like I said you can literally just do it the old fashioned way and walk into a coin dealer and then they're going to tell you what the coin is worth and they're going to give you the uh, the value based on what the, the the spot price and the premium for that day. So they hold but, it for you somewhere. They're, are, they, are they local or are they, you don't know where they're in somewhere? No, no. My point is you, you have options. You can hold it yourself 
or you can set it up to whereas you're using again 7k metals they have their own vault and so you can actually opt to to let them hold on to uh your coins and again it's called segregated and non-segregated so you can opt to let them hold on to uh your coins uh, meaning that you can have your own segregated coin, whereas it's your coins. And when you want to, when you want those coins back, you're going to get your coin back or non-segregated, whereas uh, you gave them a coin and then they gave you a coin back. Right. It wasn't maybe the, the same is, coin, but it was one for one exchange. Anyway. Right. So again, what I do is I use them as my bank. This is me personally, whereas I can, I have on my screen, I see a cash account. I see uh, how much is uh, precious metals I have for my silver uh, account, and I see what's as far as gold. I can transfer from gold to silver, from silver to gold, or to, from currency, and I can literally uh, transfer the money from my account and send it right to my bank with a click of a mouse. And I also have a debit card, so I can transfer money from my gold account or my silver account or my tra- my uh from gold to silver to cash and then send that cash to my debit card and use it just like a regular debit card. And that seems to overcome the obstacle everybody has in that video. What am I going to do with this hunk of gold, this hunk of silver, whether it's a coal, a coin or a bar? Right. And not just where do I store it? How do I use it? How do I exchange it? Right. Uh-huh. Is it liquid? How liquid is it? Yes. And what I'm telling my my viewers is uh, my, my listeners is that it's extremely liquid. And you can and again, and you're not just sitting at your account. Uh, like a lot of people would have uh, 401ks and IRAs. Right. And a lot of retirees, uh, they just look at it because they don't want to spend the money. Right. Because that's all they have. So they have to be very conservative with it. But when you do that, again, based on inflation, your money is being confiscated because the longer you hold on to it, the less valuable it is. I'll give you another example. Most of us remember the the um, the Great Recession, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and houses went down. Everything went down. Our four hundred one case. This idea that my wife had a four hundred one case. She worked for a bank, so every dollar she put in, they matched it. Sounds okay. like a good idea. She got two dollars now. We'll put in one. You put in. One. We're not going to give you any retirement though. You just right. save what you want, and we'll match it to encourage you. Sounded like a good deal, except. She had very little control over what that money was invested in. They picked three or four accounts that they had right. uh, created an association with and pick one of these. So she picked one. It went down 40, 50% during the Great Recession. Yes. Now it can come back. It has come back. But how many yes. years does it take to regain 50% of your wealth? A long time and a pretty steady rate. So she and that's lost not uncommon. That is not uncommon. I mean, that's almost that's almost a norm. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of those institutions. Uh, they're now just starting to have a check mark as far as that you can invest in precious metals. I was going to ask me a time when you didn't. As a matter of fact, uh, it's like I was speaking a foreign language to people when I would tell them I have uh, a precious metal IRA. They they couldn't believe it. It's like, well, how do you do that? I've never heard of that. I never heard of that either. That was my point is that if they had offered her that option and she put it into gold and silver, unlike the stocks that went way down and then slowly come back up over time, she wouldn't have had that giant drop. It would have had an intrinsic value based to the based on the actual asset, something backing it there. That's the whole idea. We're not used to this idea of something backing our right. bucks, our investments. Right. 
And again, it used to be a time when that when that was the norm. People, it was like they were used to that idea that this this dollar was as good as gold yeah. because it was backed by gold. Uh, up until uh, Nixon took us off the, the the gold standard, then it was backed by the the full faith of the United States government and people trading with with us still being a reserve currency. And so now we're just getting back to whereas all these studies that were ge- that were gener- uh, generated in the '60s that were saying eventually, you know, this is how we get back onto the gold standard because you gotta you gotta. You gotta let it get so infinity. bad that everybody's gonna want to it backed by something again here. But not not does not that it people lose faith in it. It's based on the inflation, Paul. Right. Prices are so high, and you can't the, those prices. You can't stabilize those prices. Yeah, the Federal Reserve comes in, and they you know they uh, they dictate the interest, the interest rates. Rate, yeah. Right to to try to uh, curtail inflation, but you'll get to the point where it'll just it'll become hyperinflation. And that's where we don't want to be. We don't want to get to the point where things are hyperinflating. What I mean by that is, let's say you go into the office and a loaf of bread is $5 a loaf. And by the time you get off work, you know, it's $8 a loaf. Yeah. You know, and then by the time you buy the bread and get home then you know, that evening, you know, it's $10 a loaf. Yeah. We've and so that. what does that do to the currency that you already have? It's being watered down. Happened and in you Germany can't work the- enough hours. Yeah, as an individual, you can't work enough hours to keep pace with hyperinflation. No. Can't do it. And we're certainly so seeing start- inflation again, uh, which we thought had been tamed and controlled. And suddenly we're seeing that that beast rear, rear its head again here. So in the final moments here, you've certainly scared us. You certainly made us think twice. We're still struggling with how to do this. Is it hard? Again, to- I don't want to scare anybody, Paul. I want to. I want to make people aware that they have options. Yeah. And just for me, again, I am not an economist, you know, um, but I have my. I run my own economy, and I run my own economy based on what I see fit. I'm not. There's a lot of. There's a lot of people out there talking and saying a lot of things. Um, I don't listen to the majority of people because the majority of people are doing the wrong thing. The numbers will t- will bear that out based on just people look at people retirement accounts yeah. and how long they're working and how much money they have in a savings based on a reserve. I chose to use precious metals because the, it, for one, it's a hedge against inflation. Two, it maintains its purchasing power. I set up with an IRA to whereas now I can use that same account. Uh, to issue promissory notes to loan money out at an interest rate, whether it's 10, 15, or 20%, to help people to start their own businesses and to do the thing, to do what I'm doing. You're a bank. What, uh, and can you borrow it yourself? You wanted to buy a house, you wanted to start a fund a business, you can borrow money. Are there, well, loans? you can, I mean, uh, with an IRA, you can borrow as a first time home buyer, you can, you can borrow that money if, uh, uh, you know, as far as uh, certain medical things, you can borrow that money. There's certain uh, criteria that you can use. Uh, what that's ISO, that's out that's um, outlined that you can borrow the money, right. but again, those things I'm not really interested in because, you know, for me, it's just if I can just let people know that they can have and they can start their own precious metals IRA, just to get out of fiat currency and get into a just to have something that that has value that's going to maintain its purchasing power. Plus, you can set it up to set up your you can have it as your own bank. And here's another thing. Uh, that I want to bring up, and I know we got a, only got a few more minutes left. Yeah. Um, Dave Ramsey, yes. I, I got to give a shout out to Dave Ramsey because again, um, he talks about 
uh, buying term insurance and investing the difference. And again, I mean, I'm a life insurance agent. Right. And so every situation is unique. Every situation is different. Some people probably, you know, it's better for them to have a whole life insurance policy for estate planning. Right. For some people, universal life is better. But if you're if you're uh, the working poor or middle class, uh, you have kids, young kids. Absolutely. It's, it's best to get a term life insurance policy because you can get more insurance for less money. Right. But you don't have that side vehicle just based on uh, that that reserve that's associated with those other permanent plans. So. You can literally set up your own precious metals account. So now you can literally buy term and invest the difference and have you now you're your own bank. What? You're gonna have to walk us through that one next time here because I, I have to I have to go think about that one here. Well, we can we can we this is part two of this series. We can do a part three and we can talk about buying term and investing the difference and using your own precious metal account as your bank. I would love to because I think. Like everybody in those videos you made me watch at smart, was it smart money dot sound money dot biz sound money dot biz. But you're also, I mean, if you want to get into the how of it, I want you to go to sound money wallet dot us. Okay. Sound money wallet dot us. Uh, it's a short video. It explains uh, sound money wallet. It explains the, it talks about the dealer that I use, which is uh, 7K Metals. It gives an analogy of how you can transfer uh, cash to silver, to gold and vice versa, as far as how liquid it is and how it's being stored. But Great video. Many of the people listening, they say, I don't have any expense, extra money to put into this, or I don't have good credit, or I don't know how to go online and set all this up, or, 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 or all these excuses. Is it hard? Is it expensive? Is it just for the wealthy? Is it just for the smart? All you got to do is go to TyroneFrench.com or TyroneFrench.coach. That's it. Reach out to me and let me coach you through this process. It's extremely easy. But Paul, I, I, I tell a lot of my clients, what's easy to do is easy not to do. Yeah, well, I have. So you done. just have to have the will and the want to, to do it. And then once you decide that you, you want to do this, you know, you got a coach that's going to quote you through the entire process. And I'm, I'm telling you what music to my ears is when I and I, I kind of sit back and I wait. To, I don't care. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of if I'm in a presentation or something, I just sit back and I'm waiting to hear. Wow. I wish I had done this years ago. I say it. Today. I wish I had done this. Wow, years I ago. wish I had done this music to ago. my ears. I certainly am. I'll say that over and over again. I wish I had heard this show years ago. I wish there was a show like this years ago. I, nobody ever talked to me about this. My dad didn't talk to me about this. My friends didn't talk to me about this. My work didn't talk to me about this. Nobody right. told me any of this stuff here. You know, and a lot of financial planners, again, I, you know, no knock against them. Um, but a lot of them, they will tell you, they, they can tell you what you can do to make money. And they, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, urge you to send you towards mutual funds or, right. or stocks or bond, whatever it is, right. you know, real estate, whatever. But a lot of them are not telling you how to keep it. You know, they're not telling you how to keep it. And again, they're still talking about fiat currencies. Right. And when you're talking about a fiat currency, you're talking about inflation. So you may think that you're safe based on the dollar amount that you projected 500,000 or, or a million or 3 million. And just based on inflation alone, I mean, you tell that story about your dad, yeah. how he thought he was set until he realized, uh, no, that's not enough money just based on inflation exactly. wasn't enough. 
Exactly. And so that's the alarm that I'm sounding, letting people know that, hey, look, you know, you can be rich or you can be wealthy. Mm-hmm. I chose to be wealthy because of the time freedom. You're not worried about money when you're wealthy. You can be extremely rich and cash poor yes. and not have access and still lose everything. That's why a lot of uh, athletes or entertainers, uh, they're rich. Um but five years after they stop playing or, or five years after their career is over, or even lottery uh, winners, they're broke. Hear that so what you want to become is wealthy. Exactly. You want to become wealthy. That's how to close the wealth gap. Thank you for sharing this. I'm still not sure I understand it, but you got me interested. You got me worried. You got me wanting to know more. And now you give me a way uh, to do it that isn't expensive, that isn't hard, that isn't complicated, that doesn't require super great credit, super great knowledge. Doesn't require any credit, See any credit. Matter of fact, when you turn in your coins, it doesn't even, it doesn't even require an ID. You can literally go to a coin <laughs> dealer and just, you know, they validate, they verify, the, or authenticate the coin um, and then just give you the cash. It's true, just that liquid. True exchange. It's a transaction. It's a transaction. It's a simple transaction. Yes. Well, that's what people (laughs) tuning into this show need to hear. Because like listening to the show, this is a simple transaction. They come in, you give them bread. You feed the the loaves of bread and they multiply here. Uh, It's amazing. It is almost a miraculous sound to it. Uh, it, uh, And and what I want people to get is the word becomes flesh. You know, get this word in your system, get this truth down in your in your subconscious mind and then uh, let it let it germinate and then start applying this information, put it to action and the word becomes flesh. We'll leave it right there for today. I want to hear more about how to use gold in your financial planning here, gold and silver. Thank you. We'll do a part three. Thank you for sharing this with us today here. Thank you, Paul. That's our show for this week, Closing the Wealth Gap, the one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in North County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.